With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Damian Zutani here previewing Vikings-Eagles, the Monday night showdown between two 1-0 NFC teams. Dane, let's kind of continue carrying forward this conversation about Vikings offense, Philly defense. You just mentioned Philly gave up a lot of points to Detroit in week one, 35 to be exact. What what do you like about this Eagles defense? Maybe where do you think the Vikings can exploit them? I think you can just exploit them kind of all over. Like Detroit is pretty good. Like I, I think Detroit, the Lions are a little underrated as far as their offense goes. So it's not like the Philadelphia Eagles just gave up 35 points to a bunch of scrubs. Like just because the Lions have been really bad for like the last forever doesn't mean like they're like this team that they have constructed now has some weapons, but there are holes all over this Eagles defense. I know Darius Slay is really, really good. A good corner. He's not as good as he used to be. And, and if after that, like the Eagles defense kind of leaves a lot to be desired. So I think kind of going back to what we talked about in segment one, even if Darius Slay is, is annoying Justin Jefferson, because I don't think he's going to take him away. I don't think anyone is capable of taking Justin Jefferson fully away. But if he's annoying Justin Jefferson, who's covering Adam Thielen? Who's covering KJ Osborne? There, there's going to be openings on this, this, the field on Monday night for these pass catchers. I think a guy like Dalvin Cook could have a pretty big game. Like I, I know the Eagles have some stout guys up front, but I think when you're running Dalvin Cook in in different ways, letting him kind of pick these holes in the in that zone scheme. Like there's there's going to be things that open up, so I think there there's a lot of opportunities for this offense that just put up 23 points against Green Bay, only six points in the second half. I think you could see some continued ascension this week against a defense that is okay, but but not great. Yeah, um, I think I think a little more highly of it than you do. Um, they have Darius Slay. They also have James Bradbury, who's been a really good corner in this league as well. So there, there are some corner options, some secondary guys. But the Vikings, I'm sure, will try to move around Jefferson and get him even off of either of those guys, um, for sure, off of Slay. And it, probably successfully, because like teams, it's just difficult to have guys kind of run with Justin Jefferson as he motions all the way across the field. And as far as like the run defense goes, the Eagles definitely got gashed uh, by DeAndre Swift, particularly and in week one. And I think that that looks like something where the Vikings could have success running the ball. Like you mentioned with Dalvin cook, I will say like they've got Fletcher Cox, who we'll talk about later. And then they also have Jordan Davis, that first round pick out of Georgia. And an interesting stat that I saw just kind of cursory, you know, glancing around 
Twitter, seeing like what Eagles fans or Eagles reporters are saying. Jordan Davis didn't play a ton of snaps in week one. And I think that might've been kind of, you know, working in a rookie, um, but his PFF grade, it was the top one among all rookie defensive linemen. And when he was on the field, the Eagles averaged just 2.9 yards per carry allowed. When he was not on the field, that number ballooned to 10. Uh, so, <laughs> I think like as you know, the Eagles coaches will probably see that they'll probably say, okay, like maybe we start working this guy in more now into week two. If they see more Jordan Davis, now you've got Jordan Davis, now you've got Fletcher Cox. That's a pretty fierce interior defensive line Um, that paired with the secondary. I do think that the Eagles in a couple ways can make things difficult for Minnesota. Um, I think it's just important as Minnesota did week one. Can you stay balanced? Can you kind of control the narrative of each drive um, and what you want to do and make it not clear? Like, are you running? Are you passing? Mix it up. uh, Keep yourself in favorable situations. If whenever they can do that, we saw that last week, I think they will succeed at a pretty good rate and maintain control. Um, They just can't be put in spots, I think, where, you know, they're down to one option. Um, And it's just all pass all the time, whatever the case may be. So I'm always a big like for the Vikings. I think it's going to be pretty big to get ahead in games um, and not put yourself in positions where, you have to throw when teams know what's coming for you. So if they can follow the same script all year. Um, you know, I think they'll have success against anybody. Um, but I do think that if the script gets negative, then maybe Philadelphia has some pieces to make life difficult for Minnesota. Uh, go to the other side of the ball. Um, we've got the Eagles. We've got this Jalen Hurts led offense. I've seen so much debate on this. Like Jalen Hurts is one of those guys where he's a great fantasy quarterback. So people love him for that perspective. How about an NFL quarterback? Because he did lead the Eagles to the playoffs last year. I want to give him that. Um, And he certainly is like a very dynamic player. How do you view him? Because we're always kind of looking at franchise quarterbacks and discussing what is and isn't, um, especially in this market with Kirk Cousins. How do you view Jalen Hurts? Where does he kind of belong in that discussion in your mind? I don't think he is a franchise quarterback. Like, I think he's a good fantasy quarterback. And I think a lot of times people who play fantasy football equate that to being like, Oh, he's really good. He's not. He almost got benched for Gardner Minshew last year. Kind of like that's a little bit of an overreaction. Like he, like it was Jalen hurts team and he did lead the Eagles to the playoffs, but there were, there were times last year where it was like, wow, Jalen hurts cannot complete a pass. Like should do, do we need to put in Gardner Minshew? And that's an indictment on, on you as a quarterback last year, Jalen hurts. He only completed 61.3% of his passes. 26th in the NFL. That number is up leaps and bounds ahead of, of, of what he completed as a rookie. I only only started four games as a rookie played 15 though. 52%. Like he he's not accurate. He can't complete. He can't make the easy throws. And I think that is, is something that kind of takes a quarterback, like a quarterback with a lot of potential. If they can't make the easy throws, it, it kind of falls by the wayside. Jalen Hurts has a strong arm. There are times where you can see him let it rip downfield, and you're like, okay, he can throw a deep ball. But like, there are these intermediate routes that he struggles like very much with. And I think adding a guy like AJ Brown to the fold, we saw what he did on on Sunday. I'm just not sure that how that makes me feel about Jalen Hurts as a whole. I think giving him th- those weapons, an additional weapon in AJ Brown, obviously Devontae Smith had zero catches on Sunday, but I think he's another guy that, that Jalen hurts has some familiarity with from their time at Alabama. Like they're doing everything they can to put him in a position to succeed. I just don't know if I trust him. Like, I don't know if I think he's this fantasy, this, this franchise quarterback of the future for the Eagles. 
And I think we'll see that play out. Um, he only completed like 56% of his passes on, on Sunday as well. So there's a lot that needs to improve. Um, the biggest thing with, with Jalen Hurts, and we'll get into this in, his, in the next segment, is is his ability with his legs. He puts a lot of pressure on the defense that way. Um, but I don't think that's enough. I don't think I think you need that at some point to be able to be accurate and throw the football and deliver them to these intermediate routes with regularity, with success. It's something he struggled with now entering in year three of his of his NFL career. Yeah, um, I think that Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that you can win a lot of regular season games with. And if and if the definition of franchise quarterback is can you win the Super Bowl with them? Well, then I don't know if the Vikings have one. Um, I don't know if a lot of teams have one, frankly, because. There, it feels like there's a handful of quarterbacks who you can say, like, yeah, you can win the Super Bowl with that guy, maybe 10 times. Um, and Jalen Hurts, I'm not putting in that basket. I never would do that. But I do think as far as, like, competing to win divisions, uh, competing to go to the playoffs, uh, all these types of things, I think Jalen Hurts is in that group because you can do so many different things with him. Yeah, it's not going to be your traditional offense. Um, it's going to be, hey, he is dynamic in the passing game because he can also be that threat to run. So he's another person that the defense has to account for when he drops back. Uh, you can do a lot of design runs with him. I think they have a pretty dynamic rushing game because, you know, like you can go with the read option. Um, and and then he also like, you know, like he hyper-targeted A.J. Brown and, and beat the, the Lions that way too. So like, even if you're not great at tr the traditional things, when you can add other elements to it, it just makes life really hard for the defense, especially when you have one week to, to among 17 uh, to scheme for it. It's a different challenge. So I think, I think the Eagles will win a lot of games this year. I, you know, obviously they made the playoffs last year. I, I think they will be a playoff team this year. And, and Jalen hurts is a big part of that to a large degree. And, and like, what's going to be interesting is like the Vikings had struggled with running quarterbacks in the past. A lot of teams had, and, and, and we'll see now, like, okay, how does this group plan for a, a plan for that how do they try to negate it and we'll talk a lot about that the Eagles did run the ball really well last week um and mm -hmm. you know that was Jalen Hurts that was Miles Sanders literally they had four players score rushing touchdowns Boston Scott Kenny Gainwell uh, Miles Sanders Jalen Hurts the Vikings we talked about it we weren't overly concerned with Green Bay's second half rushing production last week but it still happened and in some degree it still was a continuance of of the rushing defenses struggles last year um so how do you see that one shaping up this time around Eagles run game? Can Minnesota slow it down? I think we're going to get to see, like we didn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply really understand what we had last week, right? Because we talked about like Green Bay's was behind all game. The one possession where they did gas Minnesota, it, it, it seemed like Minnesota was content to let them take these eight yard runs and bleed the clock dry. I think we'll know a lot more uh, when we leave Monday night, because as dynamic as Jalen Hurts is from the quarterback position, I think this game is going to be decided on the Vikings ability to stop the run. That's, to stop Jalen Hurts running the ball, but also to stop Miles Sanders running the ball. Maybe Miles Sanders found something like, I, I, like there was, he's, he's been this guy since he got into the league where you're like, this guy's super talented. I don't know why he's not producing. 
And I think he had like 117 yards rushing on like only 13 carries last week. 96. So like his, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I thought 117. Did he maybe have like was that all? Was that all? Game. Was that all total? Yeah, maybe that's all purpose. Whatever. But he's he's one of the purpose. Okay, so like just made that number up straight up. You did. Out, out yeah, of correct. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll have 117 rushing yards this week on, on 13 carries. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking. I actually live in the future. Either way, 13 carries, 96 yards. That, that's a that's a very good yards per carry average, and I think it shows that the Vikings are gonna are gonna be tested this week. Um, a lot of the the metrics up front were were kind to to the Vikings. I think Dalvin Tomlinson had a, a top five PFF pass rushing grade uh, last week against the Packers. We'll see how the, this team looks in, in 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 run defense this week against the Eagles. You have a guy like Harrison Phillips who was brought in to be this nose tackle run stuffer. He's gonna a lot is gonna fall on his shoulders this week. We'll see how Dalvin Tomlinson looks rushing the passer, making Jalen Hurts uncomfortable, but also filling in, in in these run gaps. We'll see Jordan Hicks led the team in tackles this week. I think he's gonna have to play sideline to sideline keeping an eye on Jalen Hurts, but also being able to fill these holes that that Miles Sanders or Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell are running through. The Vikings are going to be tested this week, the run defense in particular. So I think that's where the game is going to be decided. I think the Vikings are obviously going to be able to score with the Eagles like we talked about last segment and early in this one. Uh, Can they stop them? Um, I think if if they can stop them on the ground and bother them, um, they're going to be in a good good position. But it's, it's going to be a bigger test this week. A way bigger test, I think, in my mind, Um, because we talk about Green Bay and like we mentioned, I don't know if it could get mentioned enough that like their two projected starting tackles were out. Uh, They were they did not play in the game Um, and they are two of their most veteran and maybe just their best offensive linemen. So it was kind of a a makeshift offensive line for Green Bay Um, and. Green Bay, even at like at full strength, I don't think it's as good as this Eagles offensive line. I mean, you look at like like pro football focus, you know, in the offseason grades, offensive lines. Uh, guess where the Eagles came in in June? Number one. <laughs> like they, they they literally have there's not like a below average starter on the offensive line. They are great all the way around. Um, so now, like, okay, now you have this. It is like light years better than what Green Bay put out last week. So Ken Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, can they still wreak havoc in the passing game? Uh, can they can they still get home a lot? Can it still feel like the quarterback's kind of under duress? Or are we going to see, you know, Jalen Hurts have plenty of time? Uh, and frankly, like, A.J. Brown is so much better than anything Green Bay. Like, he is five times the receiver that Green Bay put out last week. So is Patrick Peterson going to be able to cover him? Um, are they going to have to shade a ton of coverage over there? So now is somebody going to have to... You know, is Cam Dancer going to have to guard Devonta Smith on an island? I don't love that either if Minnesota's not getting home. The defensive line was such a massive piece of Minnesota's success last week. And if it is successful this week, I will say, wow, that is one of the best units in football um, if they can wreak havoc on Philly. Uh, but I, I don't know because this is this is like a supreme group that Minnesota's going to have to try to get home against. And that's not going to be easy because it's not easy getting home on Hurts even when you get there because, you know, he can get in and out of things. Uh, so – as much as silly as it sounds to say, like it's a Jalen Hurts led offense versus an Aaron Rodgers led offense, Philly, I think, is a significantly more difficult test as constructed right now, given health situations. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's a good point. Like, even if you get home, like 
you might not because th- th- there's times when you're playing a guy like Jalen Hurts, and this is a pretty good tease for what we'll talk about next segment. But you get home, and and he makes he puts his foot in the ground, he extends the play, and then it's a it's a big chunk play for for the Eagles offense. So th- th- there's a lot of things that working against the Vikings this week, and uh, you know on that same side of the coin, if you can walk away from this feeling like wow the Vikings did a good job holding the Eagles in check. Like then we're talking, how good can this defense be? Are they are they capable of being a top ten defense? I know that was something me and you kind of went back and forth about leading into this season. All indications early are that they're pretty good, but that's an incomplete grade because, like you said, the Green Bay was far from full strength. This will be a much bigger test this week, so I'm interested to see how they look Monday night. If they slow down Philly to you know to reasonable numbers, like I'm not going to put a number on it, but like the eye test, if it looks like Minnesota holds its own um, and and kind of controls the game the way they did against Green Bay, I will be I will be on board as a full on believer of hey, this defense is really good. Um, I'm not there yet because of the reasons we talked about with Green Bay, uh, but this is this is the measuring stick in my mind. All right, we'll head into segment three. Uh, we're going to get to some mailbag questions. We will do the purple prop party. Um, I'll come in up here after the break.